bringing it home with Sarah and Tanil. Sarah, hey. Good morning. How are you today? Well, I'm hanging in there. What about you? Same. Nice to be in the same room, even though yes. we're distant from each other. We are socially distant still. We are, but we can see each other. It makes a difference. Yes, we haven't <laughs> seen each other as much this year, so we're happy to be able to do that. But we are here to talk about a very serious topic today, and that is National SIDS Awareness Month. And SIDS, S-I-D-S, uh -huh. is Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. Right. And it's, it's important that all of us know what that is and understand the impact that it could have on babies that we love. Well, I really think it's every new parent's worst fear. Yeah, yeah. I know it was mine when mine were babies. <laughs> yes. And SIDS is the leading cause of death for children between the age of one month and one year. And this is basically the cause of death without an obvious cause of death. Right. Uh, it, it, unexplained. It's really. unexplained. And that's what makes it so scary. Yes. Uh, but the good thing is there are some things that we can do to kind of reduce the chances that a baby that we love uh, will be involved in SIDS. And so stick with us even if you don't have a baby because you might need to communicate this information right. to somebody that does have a baby. You could be a grandparent or an aunt or uncle or a babysitter. Yes. You know, so it's, it's good information for the whole family. It is good information. And just to let you know how serious of a situation it is, um, you know, there are about 3,700 infants that died of SIDS in 2015. That's very serious. Yeah, that's a lot of babies that, that left here unexpectedly. Right. So, but we have kind of uh, some letters that yes. can help us to remember ways to reduce the risk. And that is ABC. They are the ABCs of safe sleep for baby. We so, can all remember ABC. ABC. Yeah. yeah. So, and that is alone, back, and crib. And we're going to kind of break these down so everybody can... Uh, know what we're talking about. So start with A. Sure. So alone, you know, as a, when I had when I was a new mama, mm -hmm. as a young young new mom, I wanted my baby where I was. So yes, your baby can share your room, but they don't need to share your bed. They need to sleep alone. Oh, but it's so convenient <laughs> for to be able to just roll over and do what you need to do yes. and not have to move, and they're right there in the bed with you. Well, it's. Tempting to snuggle. Yes, all of that. <laughs> yes. But it's not safe. It's not. For baby. Because um, you could roll over onto the child and not realize it. Or have all the blankets and everything, which we'll talk about. So, yes, put baby in your room. I had a crib right beside my bed. Yeah. Where my baby slept for several months. And I could check on them. But they right. were alone. They were not in the bed with us. And, you know, you have a lot of parents to say, well, my first baby slept with me and turned yeah. out okay. I would just say, you are lucky, lucky, lucky. Don't try it again. Right. And, and you know, I can't sit here and tell you honestly that that never happened. I don't think house. anybody can <laughs> honestly say that because there are some tired nights. There are. You but, know, um, you got to sleep. But... I'll get, you know, it's better to get through that and have your baby sleeping alone. It actually increases the risk of SIDS about 50% if you share a bed with your baby. Mm. So put them in your room beside you in a separate sleeping area, you know, but, but not in the bed. Not in the same bed. Yeah. Okay, so that's the alone. That's the A. Yes. Okay, so alone and then back. Place the baby on their back. Yes. And I know so many people say, a baby sleeps so good when you lay them on their stomach. It just looks like they're <laughs> sleeping so soundly. Yeah. 
We don't want them to sleep that soundly. Or you'll hear, well, when, when I was raising my kids, I always, I always put, them put them on their stuff. Yeah. Again, we will say, you were very fortunate. Yeah. Don't tempt fate again Thank because you, yeah. it's, it's safer to have the baby on their back when it's time to go to sleep. And a lot of people are afraid that, well, what if the baby spits up? Right. Then they're going to choke. And that's the, the fear that they have by putting them on their back. But their gag reflex wakes them up and stops them from choking. So if they're on their stomach, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they have a harder time getting the amount of air that they need right. um, in order to keep breathing. Now, if the baby gets to an age where you lay them on their back and they flip themselves over exactly. onto their stomach, you're good to go. Yes. Because if they get in a situation where they're, you know, needing to breathe and not in a good position, they can move themselves. Yes, they can roll over. Yes. Even in their sleep. Yes. <laughs> so. so you don't have to keep getting up, turning them back over, turning right. them back over. If they turn themselves over, then you're at the stage where your baby can decide how it wants to that's sleep. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that'll happen sooner than you think. Yes. You know? Yes. But, but, but putting them... Now, we're not saying to eliminate tummy time, right? No, because that's important. But that's when they're awake and you're right there with them. That's when you're awake, they're awake, everybody's awake, then that tummy time is important developmentally right. for babies. But when it's time to go to sleep, go to bed, they need to be on their back. That's right. You know, and, and most physicians are going to send you home with lots of information about this, but you need to make sure you do it. Yeah, an so, overwhelming amount of information. Yeah. <laughs> Put them on their backs till, like Tanil said, they're able to turn over themselves. Yeah. A yeah. is alone. Alone. B is back. On their back. So that brings us to C, which Tanil is? The crib. Yes, which kind of ties into alone. Alone, because <laughs> they're going to be in the crib, but there are some specific things about the crib, right? Yes. Okay. It needs to be a safety-approved crib. Okay. Don't pull down the crib that your mama or your grandmama has had in the attic. Oh, but it's historic. No, but... <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> Leave lot, it in history. Well, a lot of cribs, you know, have been recalled and, and they may have lead-based paint or, you know, just there could be a lot yeah. of issues. So, yeah. make sure it is a safety-approved crib. Okay. Number one. And then number two, put a very tightly fitted sheet on the mattress. Okay. You don't want it to come loose. And we can understand that because the baby could get tangled up in the sheet and their head get buried and they can't mm -hmm. get oxygen. You want to keep that on there. And please, I know this is hard to do too, but don't put toys and snuggly things and don't put blankets and pillows. It just really needs to be the baby, the mattress, and the fitted sheet. Not the little bumper with the cute little no. animals, the circus no, theme. And, no bumper. Oh, okay. And that, I know a lot of people are like, but it's so cute. I know, and it is cute, but. But the baby can wedge up next to it. I had a breathable bumper, but I don't even know if they still make those. See, things have changed in 10 years. They change in one year. So, <laughs> you get, yes, you can't go by what what was done for you, or if, if it's been a few years since you've had a child, you need to check and see what is going on but it's better to not have a bumper at all and just have the mattress with a fitted sheet well now we didn't mention the blankets i mean the baby's gonna get cold at night right <laughs> well they make sleep sacks and things like that yeah and sleeping outfits that your child can fit in that would cover them and keep them warm that doesn't go over their head or have any risk of covering their nose or mouth and that's what's recommended instead of putting blankets on top yes. of the baby 
so that they won't get tangled and up. And I know them. it's hard because we all envision holding these little babies. If you're holding the baby, put that blanket on. Yeah, because you're right there. Yes, but at nighttime, you need to put them in a safety-approved sleep outfit. Okay, all right. That sounds good. Now, so we got the A, which is alone, B, on their back, C, their crib needs to be safe. Right. Now, is there anything else that we can do to reduce our baby's risk of SIDS? A major risk factor for SIDS is smoking. Smoking? Yes. Um, around the baby? Yes. Any smoking around the baby is, is a risk factor. So, eliminating that can also be a big help to you ensuring your baby's safety for a multitude of reasons. But it is a... A major cause of SIDS. So even if you don't smoke personally, allowing yeah. other family members and friends around your baby yeah. uh, that smoke could still contribute to SIDS. It doesn't have to be the parents. SIDS right. doesn't know who's doing the smoking. That's right. Even in the car or yeah. things like that. I'm not just talking about at bedtime. Don't smoke at bedtime. Don't no, smoke don't at smoke all. at bedtime. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, don't smoke it all around your baby. Yeah. And that, because smoking is a major risk factor. So that is one more thing that we can do. And if you have any questions or concerns about SIDS, speak with your pediatrician. But you can also look up um, the American Academy of Pediatrics has a lot of information about SIDS and SIDS prevention, as does the CDC. Um, and since it's National SIDS Awareness Month, um, you'll probably find a lot of information more readily. It's even the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development has a lot of information out there and is, is leading the way in research. Yeah, they're pushing for better research to find out, you know, what causes it, you know, to go a little bit deeper into uh -huh. why SIDS affects this many babies and, you know, to get the information out because we want to stop this. Yes. You know, we want to educate parents and grandparents and caregivers um, so that the numbers are down, so that this is not one day an issue that we even have to have a month to focus exactly. on so and that new parents can rest easier you know yes because i know like i told y'all before it was one of my worst fears so. yes definitely so keep your baby safe and we thank you for listening to this episode of bringing it home with sarah and Sneil. in the words of bob marley live the life you love and love the life you live take care